Hello and welcome to another edition of the RPAC Rundown Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Jones. Thanks for joining me. We have a great show coming up. Of course, we will start with the RPAC Weekly Football Scoreboard brought to you by MNB Realty. Then we will go through the RPAC Rundown featured matchup from last week as in football. We had Arapaho's first round playoff matchup between the number four seeded Warriors as they hosted number 13 seeded Hemingford. Then we will discuss volleyball district finals coming up on Saturday. And I tell you what, the conference is well represented. Finally in the show, we will have the Athletes of the Week brought to you by First Central Bank. As always, visit rpacrundown.com for anything RPAC related like our weekly blogs. You can get all of the info from the state cross-country meet that took place last week in Kearney. A lot of athletes competed hard at state in Kearney. And of course, you can check that out on the blog at rpacrundown.com and of course, our volleyball and football blog as well. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll go through the RPAC Rundown Weekly Football Scoreboard, brought to you by MNB Realty. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Webb's Oil Field Service would like to wish area athletes the best of luck this season. They are an oil field service company serving southwest Nebraska and northwest Kansas with oil lease and drilling rig services. Webb's Oil Field Service, located in Cambridge. At Scouts Recreation, we believe in the value of recreation. We believe in having fun. We believe that the best memories are made while doing the things that you love with your favorite people. We have a variety of items from men's grooming products like Duke Cannon, golf equipment, camping goods, and our own apparel line. Check out the website, scoutsrecreation.com, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Cross Diamond Cattle Company, located in Bertrand, is dedicated to raising top-quality Red Angus genetics and providing great customer service. Cross Diamond Cattle Company would like to wish area athletes the best of luck. Classes D1 and D2 began playoffs last week, and in Class D6, they wrapped up their regular season. Let's take a look at the football scoreboard brought to you by MNB Realty. The RPAC Rundown Weekly Football Scoreboard is brought to you by MNB Realty. MNB Realty is a full-service real estate agency that specializes in residential, commercial, agriculture, farms, and ranches. In the Class D1 postseason, number 8-seeded Bridgeport beat number 9-seeded Alma 70-20. Number 4-seeded Arapaho beat number 13-seeded Hemingford 52-22. Number 7-seeded Perkins County beat Cambridge, the number 10-seed, 56-6. Number 2-seeded Sandy Creek beat number 15-seeded Maxwell 62-22. In the Class D2 postseason, number 1-seeded Dundee County Stratton took on number 16-seeded Elm Creek and they won 38-6. Number 6-seeded Twin Loop beat number 11-seeded Hitchcock County 40-28. In Class D6 for the regular season, Southwest beat Paxton 50-35. Arthur County took down Wallace 60-8. Juanita Palisade beat Brady 63-52. We'd like to thank our great sponsor for the weekly football scoreboard, MNB Realty. The RPAC Rundown Weekly Football Scoreboard is brought to you by MNB Realty. MNB Realty is a full-service real estate agency that specializes in residential, commercial, agriculture, farms, and ranches. 
You can check out updated brackets and more at rpackrundown.com. And of course, on our social media sites, you can see the reseeding for classes D1 and D2. And of course, they are in the first round of class D6 playoffs this week. You can find all that, like I said, on rpackrundown.com and on our social media sites. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, we will visit about the RPAC Rundown featured matchup from last week as it was the first round of the playoffs. Number four seeded Arapaho took on number three seeded Hemingford on Thursday. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown podcast. JBK Operating LLC is available for all of your oil field hot oiling, steaming, and well pumping needs. Contact J Webb at 308 340 0741 and see how JBK Operating LLC in Cambridge can help you. Good luck to the area athletes from JBK Operating LLC. Cambridge Supermarket is locally owned and operated. We offer fresh produce and quality cut meats along with helpful employees that greet you with a smile and are there to help you find what you need. Cambridge Supermarket, fresh hometown values. The number four-seeded Arapaho Warriors took care of business in the first round of the NSAA State Playoffs on the gridiron Thursday evening as they beat number 13-seeded Hemingford 52-22 at home. At times, it wasn't the prettiest of games for Arapaho, but they found a way to build a nice lead and secure the win. On the first possession of the game, it looked like the Warriors were going to go three and out as they didn't muster up much offense. But Will Casey was punting and then elected to tuck it and run instead of booting it deep on fourth and six. He took it 61 yards to the house and Arapaho led six to nothing with 10-19 to go in the first quarter. Arapaho forced a fumble on the next possession and took over the Rock with 8.26 remaining in the first quarter. They didn't waste this opportunity as they were on the Hemingford 25-yard line. They marched down the short field with the help of a couple of defensive penalties, but Rafe Hill scored from three yards out, and all of a sudden Arapaho led 12-0 with 5.54 to go in the opening period. The Bobcats were able to find some success on their next possession as Cody Gallus scored on a three-yard run after it took just four plays to get in the end zone. The two-point conversion was good, and Arapaho led 12-8. Arapaho took over late in the first quarter and ended up fumbling on the possession, and Hemingford had it on their own 27-yard line. Gallus was able to score on a 59-yard touchdown run after a holding penalty. It was 14-12 after the touchdown with 2.03 remaining in the first quarter. We went to the second quarter with that score. The second period didn't feature as much change as we saw in the first. Arapaho didn't score until late in the period. Quarterback Trenton Roscop found Grayson Kohler on a 44-yard pass to put the Warriors up 18-14 with 2.36 to go before halftime. Hemingford gave it back quickly and Arapaho had good field position near midfield with limited time remaining. That didn't matter as the Warriors took just three plays to score and it was Roscop again finding Hayden Seach this time from 30 yards away on a touchdown pass. Arapaho went up 24-14 going into halftime. In the third quarter, Arapaho came out with a few haymakers. Hemingford had the ball to start the half, and on the first play from scrimmage, the Bobcats fumbled and lost it to the Warrior defense. Arapaho took possession on the Hemingford 22-yard line. Arapaho made that turnover hurt for the Bobcats as Will Casey ran it in from 19 yards away, and the Warriors led 30-14. to the Warriors got another stop in the third quarter, and the Bobcats were forced to punt. 
On the punt, Kohler returned it 34 yards to the Hemingford 22-yard line again. So the Warriors had great starting field position for this possession. After a loss of two on their first play from scrimmage, Roskop found Kohler on a 24-yard pass that resulted in a touchdown. The two-point conversion was good, and Arapahoe led 38-14 with 5.47 remaining in the third quarter. The Warriors were not done in that period. They followed up that score with a 14-yard touchdown run by Roskop, and Arapahoe led 44-14 going to the fourth. As we went to the fourth quarter, the Warriors had this game all but wrapped up. To ensure the victory, though, Will Casey scored another touchdown, this time from seven yards away, and Arapahoe led 52-14. Hemingford didn't go away without a fight, though, as Jacob Briner ran it in from seven yards away with 2.41 remaining in the game. We caught up with the head coach of the Warriors, Dustin Kronhoffman, after the game. All right, Coach, well, early on, down by a few points yeah. kind of was troublesome to get your footing what were you telling the team in that situation as you were down by just a couple points yeah well I mean we we just weren't playing with energy you know we made some explosive plays but we weren't playing with energy nobody was getting excited and and we weren't matching their physicality um so that's that was my message we got to play physical we can't back down we can't play on our heels they were running some of that counteraction on a few of those, kind of not necessarily a reverse, but they were pulling a guard. What kind of adjustments did you make after they had a couple of big gains on that? You know, we, we just uh, just did what we were supposed to do. You know, we got two guys pulling, and then we're sitting backside. And we preached it all week. We worked on chasing, pulling guard, and falling, pulling guard with our backers. And finally, we, in the second half, we started doing it, and we started getting stops. So and that was the big thing there. You know, it wasn't that we adjusted. It just we started doing what we were supposed to do. Now, obviously, right now as we talk, we don't know who you're going to play at this point. But, you know, going into practice tomorrow, what are some things you're going to work on? Uh, we're probably just going to watch film tomorrow, give these guys a break, um, watch some film after school, cut them loose. Um, let their bodies recover a little bit. Um, but yeah, we gotta, we gotta work on, you know, coming out and playing with energy. For Rappahoe, Trenton Roskop had a nice game passing with 119 yards and three touchdowns. Will Casey was effective on the ground with 107 yards rushing and three touchdowns. For receiving, Grayson Kohler led the Warriors with two catches for 68 yards and two touchdowns. On defense, Casey had nine tackles. Arapaho was reseeded as the number eight seed in the D1 bracket and plays Ravenna on Friday at home. We'd like to thank these great sponsors of this RPAC Rundown featured matchup. Arapaho Rehab and Fitness, First Central Bank, MNB Realty, Jared and Aaron Schaefer, D&D Service, Hometown Agency, Warner Beef, Casey Electric, and Clearview Realty. We'll take a break and then go through the district final matchups for volleyball that are coming up this Saturday. And like we said earlier, the RPAC will be well represented. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Here at Corbelli Physical Therapy in Cambridge, our approach and philosophy are simple. Caring physical therapy with exceptional results. You will be treated by our highly qualified caring team dedicated to improving your health and well-being. Good luck to our area athletes from Corbelli Physical Therapy. Coffee, cappuccinos, and breakfast pizza. Just a few great things you can get at C-Plus and Bertrand on your way to work in the mornings. Store hours are 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Convenience Plus, a whole lot more. Located in Bertrand. Arapahoe Rehab and Fitness is locally owned and operated. Here to serve Arapahoe and the surrounding area. 
We have a passion for our patients and our community. Gym memberships are available. $15 for individuals, $20 for families. This Saturday will be a busy one for RPAC teams competing in volleyball district final matches for the right to play at the NSAA State Volleyball Tournament. At the time of this recording, first serve times had not been determined at a handful of locations, and there is one matchup that we did not know where it will be played at as we recorded this podcast. Here are the matchups. We begin in Class D2. In the D2-4 District Final, number 4-seeded Wallace will play number 13-seeded Fall City Sacred Heart at 2 p.m. in Aurora. In the D2-2 District Final, number 2-seeded Overton will host number 15-seeded Juanita Palisade in Overton. In the D2-1 District Final, top-seeded Cambridge will play number 16-seeded Hay Springs at 2 p.m. Central Time at Perkins County High School in Grant. Now in D1, in the D1-3 District Final, number 3-seeded St. Mary's will play number 14-seeded Paxton at Litchfield at 5 p.m. In the D1-4 District Final, number 4-seeded DDS will host number 13-seeded Southern Valley. In the D1-2 District Final, number 2-seeded Southwest will play number 15-seeded Plainview at 5 p.m. in Aurora. And in the C2-1 District Final, number 1-seeded Lincoln Lutheran will play number 16-seeded Maxwell. At the time of this recording for that matchup for Maxwell, no time or location was set. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, we will announce the Athletes of the Week, brought to you by First Central Bank. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Not every business is fortunate enough to serve the kind of people we do. People who take the time to give us honest, valuable feedback for the purpose of helping their business be its best. People willing to hand over the reins to their financial future simply because they know we can be trusted. To you, our customers, thank you. Your unwavering support lets us confidently say First Central Bank is here to stay. First Central Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back. It's time to announce the RPAC Rundown Athletes of the Week brought to you by First Central Bank. Let's plan for tomorrow together. First Central Bank, member FDIC. Our Female Athlete of the Week goes to Ashley Robertson of Wallace. She placed 11th with a time of 21 minutes, 34.8 seconds at the state cross country meet in Kearney last Friday in not ideal conditions for any of the runners. It was very warm for a meet at this time of the year. Our male athlete of the week goes to Creighton Weiss of Juanita Palisade. Weiss had a monster game with 301 total yards of offense and seven total touchdowns in their win over Brady, 63-52. Once again, our Athletes of the Week are brought to you by First Central Bank, member FDIC. That will do it for this episode. As always, go to rpacrundown.com and follow us on social media for all of your RPAC needs. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Evan Jones.